Welcome back, Origin family, to the Origin Experience podcast. In today's special episode, I'm going to sit down with Albert Squires, fellow fitness entrepreneur who is an aspiring gym owner, to talk shop and hopefully shed some light on the things that he can expect as he's looking to open up his own gym. I know it may seem kind of odd for me to help somebody out that's going to eventually be a competitor, um, but there are so many people that help me out in this game before I open my gym, and I just want to pay that forward. And I just love working with people that are like-minded and chasing a dream. I really hope you enjoy this episode. So today on another special different edition of Origin Experience Podcast, you got an impromptu meeting with Albert Squires, owner of Squires Fitness. I had the pleasure of working with Albert for about six months, um, the end of last year before I opened Origin. Came pretty close. Since then, he started competing in powerlifting. He Did you achieve an elite total this last meet too? Yeah. He's an officially... An elite powerlifter. Yep. Congrats on that. Thank you, thank you. And uh, welcome, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit more about yourself, uh, the two-minute, where you're from, how you got into fitness. All right. I uh, grew up in uh, Podunk Town, San Maria, California. A what? Uh, Podunk Town in the po- middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, lived in the Bay about five years now. been training roughly about five. Started out in Ventura, California after college and everything. Little uh, college baseball. Did a little physical therapy aid work, um, did a little bit of athletic uh, uh, training work as well, but it was more enjoyed with, uh, I found more enjoyment when uh, working with people and actually helping them excel versus rehabilitate them. So yeah. that's why I kind of fell into personal training and everything. I kind of had the same path where I thought it was going to be PT, but yeah, it's kind of bo- like, it's, the, I think the first jobs you get in that field are just so boring. Yeah. It's hard to stick with it. Yeah. And then you, I think you're so limited with what you can do with the people. Right. Um, that it, it kind of becomes dry after a certain point. You know? It's so regulated, right? Yeah. 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 And you're dictated by, you know, insurances. You're not able to really, you know, get these people to where they need to be because it's all dictated by what, whatever money their insurance is going to give them versus let's do what's best for the patient or client at the time, you know? I think that's why we click because it's always like, how do we, that's always the end game. Like yeah. Doing the... Do, doing what's right. Yeah. And that means a lot of the times you're not going to fit in other systems. Exactly. So we, we kind of clicked there and and got along, like you said, off mic. Like we're both leaders that are really good coaches and trainers. Um, but we see ourselves doing more than just being trainers. Right. In the future. Yeah. Which is why we're here. Exactly. Um, so Albert wanted to ask a few questions about opening the gym. He's inspiring to do so as well. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it'd be cool for people to hear a little bit about all the stuff that I've learned so far, which we could sit here for like five hours and talk about Yeah. the ups and the downs and, and whatever you want to know, man, Yeah. I'm an open book. Yeah. So, uh, the first question would be just, you know, what were your main focuses? Like kind of walk me through the steps when you first opened up your gym, you know, like what, what were your main focuses going into this? It was just to, to pull all the, the things that I felt other businesses were doing well, right. Where I had work. So, I explain this as when you walk in, if you've been to a CrossFit gym before, it clearly looks very much like a CrossFit gym. Yes. Right? I was a co-owner at a CrossFit gym for a couple of years, and there's a lot of things that the CrossFit community does really well. Generally speaking, it's a group of community, a group of people that actually 
like care about each other. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like the high fives are, are sincere. Mm-hmm. You might stop a class to watch like Susie try a deadlift PR. I think that's really cool. So yeah. I wanted to bring that here. Uh, at the same time, I didn't want to be confined by the rules and the programming rules of CrossFit, mm-hmm. where an 85-year-old and a 17-year-old are doing the same workout. Yeah. So where I inserted my, my style on that was the personal training. Um, the good thing about leaving my previous partnership is it, it kind of forced me to, to grow my personal training when I was at reps with you guys. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot. Like I really dove into personal training, whereas it was a side thing before. Mm-hmm. And I learned the value of the individual programming, really getting to know people, spending quality time with them two, three hours a week and coaching them, not with just the ABCs and one, two, threes of fitness and nutrition, um, but hopefully making an impact on their outer life and understanding how this all comes together. Yeah. So personal training and CrossFit, big influences. And then like the energy of the boot camps, you know, the music being a certain volume that naturally brings the energy to a certain level, sweating together. Um, and a lot of the, like, the big, um, I don't know, just the, 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 when you work for a bigger place, like a large boot camp, there's always the perceived negatives but they do a lot of things well. Yeah, uh, the way they communicate, like mass communicate with, with members, um, provide value through doing blog posts, trainer tips, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just c- continuously adding value, adding value yeah. in other places besides when they're in, in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just took a little bit of what made sense from everything, including the nutrition coaching, and tried to put it under one roof. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. How, how's growth been over the last last few months, the first six months? Um, slow at first. Yeah. There were a lot of afternoons where after I taught the morning and the afternoon class between one and five, just kind of sitting here like, what do I do? Right. A lot of like lonely hours where you're just kind of banging your head against the wall like, I thought I knew how to do this. Yeah. Um, but you, know, you have all these great ideas. I'm going to reach out to this company, work with. Uh, corporate partners, you know, and, but it doesn't always work the way you think it's going to work. Yeah. Like cold calling, even knocking on doors. You know, I'm going to go around to other businesses. Like, yeah, but like your pull through rate is going to be super low. Right. Which is all fine. It's just been a learning experience. And I, I think the biggest thing that, so we're almost at 40 members now. Yeah. Um, six, seven months in. Nine, eight months in. And, it seems like a good growth rate. I think yeah. anything faster, I'd be a little over, a little overwhelmed, and I'm right there to where I can keep up, still do the other things I want to do in life, and like get engaged, yeah. <laughs> and, and hire a coach to take on some of it, but not all of it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a good progressive, moderate pace growth. Right. Um, but what I found works best is just asking the people that you've already filtered as good fits for the gym. Right. Uh, I've made it really clear to my members, I want to grow this thing. I've told them recently, like, hey guys, I want to make a big push right now in October before the slower winter months start. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you help out help, help, help by leaving a Yelp, a Yelp review? Right. Like, it's clear that I want to grow this thing. And it's going to benefit them because it could provide more resources and like they respect that and yeah. they like that, you know, 
like you want to be somewhere people want to be somewhere where growth is happening and there's always new people coming in with new perspective and new goals and you're seeing people like Joe and Hema start doing Olympic weightlifting moving away from the general fitness hypertrophy bodybuilding style workouts into what I think is one of the hardest things to do in terms of strength sport Mm -hmm. like a really complex thing and as fit as they are as inspiring motivational determined as they are there's regular people mm-hmm. right it's a mom a guy that works at a bank yeah but they're they're aspiring to do these and take on these big challenges and people around notice and they like that feeling yeah definitely. i have no idea what your question was did That's i answer right. it yeah. <laughs> uh, growth, growth. Hey, growth, growth. uh so what, what, tell me, the, walk me through the process of bringing on your first coach. That's that's a big step, yeah. definitely in business and everything. Um, what were you looking for? What kind of what what enabled you to feel good about that decision and bringing him on and you know making him part of the team? I think the the X's and O's of fitness are are important, but they're not the thing that makes a good coach. Yeah, I think the interpersonal skills, and I just needed someone that I knew really cared about this place. Yeah. Because if you care, I think everything else kind of falls into place. You can learn the mobility stuff. You can learn how to teach the technical stuff. You can learn anatomy. But that none of that matters if they don't know that you care. If the members members can tell right away if someone wants to be there, enjoys being there, and it reflects. Mm-hmm. So you can't fake that. Right. And when this place was a piece of crap bakery still <laughs> And there was tiles to be broken and glue to be scraped off the walls and floor, paint to be applied, rubber mats that weighed 100 pounds each to be laid down. One of the, the four to five people that was here almost every day was Angelo. Yeah. So when it came time to, to picking a coach, even though he had no formal experience under his belt, he had the certifications. We worked on that before, but he hadn't been a formal coach at any establishment yet, it was a pretty easy decision for me. Yeah. And, you know, there's been some, some learning and growing pains. Of course. Uh, but I can't think of anyone that I would rather have here. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a really good first hire. And how long has he been on the team now? About two months. Nice. Yeah. Beginning of August. And he's teaching uh, two classes a week now. Yeah. He teaches in the morning, which I'm eternally grateful for. Yeah. I get to sleep in a little bit, yeah. um, and then I can kind of stumble, around, stumble in and, and get a lot of work done uh, on the programming side, follow up with members, and making sure that their plan is going according to plan. For sure. Yeah. So if I come to Origin, what kind of culture should I expect to you know get a, be a part of? And I just got checked the other day when I was at one of my favorite restaurants. I think you guys go to Cuban Kitchen, right? I, I haven't been there yet. I heard about it. Josh goes a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have like their culture stuff on the wall in a restaurant. I was like, damn, I don't have this on my walls yet. Yeah. So I'm working to develop like what the poster is saying, things like that. Yeah. Um, but it's a, so this is good timing. I've been thinking about this a lot, like in the shower and stuff, like when the good ideas come, it's yeah. a, it's a culture of people that aren't, aren't afraid of a challenge. Yeah. Like someone that looks at a new workout program, like, damn, that's hard. Let's do this. Yeah. They understand the benefits of pushing themselves here. This is going to make them better outside. Mm-hmm. Um, in day one, we don't work out at all. So your first assessment, you could wear your work clothes, come in on your lunch break. We're going to talk about what are the important roles in your life. Um, what are the one to two things that we need to change to really start you moving towards reorganizing those roles so that you're happy and healthy. 
Right. Sometimes you know, work floats to the top when really you're someone that wants family to be there. Or maybe you do want work to be there and there are these other things in the way. So we're going to kind of clarify that. Like what is going to make you happiest and healthiest? Mm-hmm. Now, what are the one to two things we need to change? Uh, a lot of the times just like I need to remove sugar from my diet. I need to add two meal prep days. And that's going to do a lot for 90% of the people that walk through the doors. Yeah. Um, and I just hope that the culture is, is people that celebrate each other's success too. Yeah. For example, like we talked about stopping while um, Alice last night is doing a 135 pound deadlift when mm-hmm. she's only ever put like 85 pounds on the bar. Yeah. And you know, the high fives and the sincere like hope that other people do well within the building. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, about the culture and everything. Um, also too, now with Angelo now part of the team too, what, what are you guys' goals moving forward as far as like, do you, do you see him coaching a lot more classes in the future? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's as soon as like when the new year comes, going to reevaluate, how many classes would be good for him to coach, to take on? Like, is doubling the load right? We're not sure yet. And then what can the business afford Mm -hmm. is the two determining factors there. Yeah. Um, But definitely more. Um, I don't know if that means it's going to be him coaching more, additional coaches coaching more. I still have to think about that. Um, I like the idea of having other people like more perspective is always good for sure. different coaches that have done different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the, the idea of helping him develop by giving him more classes. And he, similar to I had when I f- first started fitness, he has a full-time job. So we've been, we've been having meetings and we've kind of mapped out what he needs to transition into fitness full-time, which would make him happier. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Um, He's taking on programming for a few people as well. Okay. Uh, he's a little bit better on the Olympic weightlifting technical side than I am. Yeah. In terms of writing programs for that, making them progressive and appropriate. So I've definitely util- utilized his brain there. But uh, after the new year or, or leading up to the new year, I'm definitely going to take some time off to figure out what direction and have some meetings with him. But um, yeah, I, I really want to help him get into his passion full time. Mm-hmm. Like he likes his regular job, but this is where he wants to be. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot and we've even mapped out like how many, this is what I did for myself in the beginning. I need six personal training clients that are one and a half times a week. I need to teach 10 classes because that's steady money. Yeah. That's going to come in every week. Right. And then I might need to go take a job like at a supplement shop at a, a corporate gym where I'm going to go there 20 hours a week might get paid a little bit more when I'm training people. The rest of the time I'll be doing front desk admin work, but regardless, it's it's something that'll help keep me whole, right. pay the bills, and it's moving towards like the end goal, whatever that may be as it changes. Mm-hmm. He wants to open a barbell club. So, okay. Just taking little steps towards that. As you know, like yeah. You know, kind of refining your your schedule and slowly making it things for me at least that like I really look forward to like right. training people. I really look forward to training. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the beginning, like you kind of just, you take whatever comes your way, you train whoever comes your way. Mm-hmm. And now I really started to filter out and make my day more enjoyable. Definitely. Hopefully impact more people. Mm-hmm. So you also started uh, coaching uh, some power lifters. 
yeah. and helping out with that. How, how's that experience been? How's that transition been? Because I know it's kind of a, a newer uh, yeah. kind of venue for you when it comes to the fitness realm, you know? It's really interesting, man. Yeah. A few people ask me, like, you, how do you coach that when you've never competed? Yeah. And I'm sure people have looked at it like kind of strange from the powerlifting world. Like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he coaching yeah. these people? But like, I've been squatting, deadlifting, benching since... I was 17 years old. It's like, I get it. Yeah. I study the sport. I have a mentor who's really a, like an elite powerlifter. He does, um, what's he wears the, like the two ply suits. Yeah, like yeah. He, he's deep into the game. Yeah. yeah. I've traveled to Columbus, Ohio to his gym to learn from him. So I, I think I get it well enough. And I think the results in our first meet with Anthony prove that because yeah. he did amazing. Uh, but I definitely didn't expect this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, ran, I ran into Anthony outside. He's looking nice. really good. Dude, what is he down? Uh, like twenty pounds. And his, he said all his lifts are up right now. Yeah. So you know how hard it is to drop a weight class and get stronger. Yeah. Is like the impossible. Exactly. So him being as ambitious and dedicated as he is gave me a lot of confidence to be able to help other people too. Yeah. But I definitely didn't expect this. Like it's it's just been a contagious um, energy around the gym. Mm-hmm. People seeing other people. Like squat 500 plus pounds. I had to go. I had to go on Craigslist and get some metal plates because I did not expect anybody to squat more than like 450 here. Yeah. So the bumper plates were fine. And then like, okay, well, I got a five, maybe like a 550, 600 squatter. Yeah, I, I gotta go get some different equipment. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely was unexpected. Um, it's a good problem to have, though. It's an excellent problem to have, man, because it's so infectious. Even if you're not competing. To know that a human and to witness it like firsthand can squat mm-hmm. 600 pounds. And again, it's a guy who has two kids. His wife works out here and works at a bank. Yeah. Like this is not like a steroid taking monster that only works out. He's a regular guy. Yeah. Uh, but he's just, you know, found his things. You become really dedicated to it. Putting a competition in front of somebody, especially one where you have to go wear a singlet in front of a stage, it really kills a all the excuses that used to be in your way because yeah. he was struggling with consistency but when you you fill out that paper and mail in a check all of a sudden all that is not a problem anymore no so the value of competition has been really inf- reinforced uh with these guys stepping into to competition it's been fun definitely so um i go into a little drier material i guess now yeah um talk about the build out i mean you kind of mentioned it here at the beginning about breaking things down and everything um, how did you come to decide, you know, what, what everything's going to look like as far as like, you know, the brick setup you have in here in the office and also too in the gym and everything. Um, how did you go about deciding that and who helped you with it and everything like that? So the build out was a challenge, man. It happened really fast. Um, all the other places I'd been looking at, it took a, it took a while to get back to me. I wasn't the strongest applicant in the Bay area. There's so many people with investors and things like that. So yeah. This, I mean, it was a friend of a friend. Listing was off the market, never went on the market. And he was super casual, like, all right, sounds good. Like, uh, I can give you the keys in a week. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I had been preparing, but, like, you know, you, you never know no. if you're going to get it next week or next year. Yeah. So I'd also set my ex- expectations, like, kind of not getting emotional about filling out the application. Uh, so when he said, you know, I give you the keys in a week, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just got real. Um, yeah. so all the ideas I had around like the brick, for example, um, I borrowed that idea from my barbershop. 
Oh, cool. And uh, like I saw it, I was like, that looks really cool. And to this day, like most people don't realize right away it's not real. Yeah. It <laughs> so, looks good. Yeah. And I just wanted it to be, selfishly, I wanted it to be a place that I enjoyed being in, like the office area, because I knew I was going to spend a lot of time here. Yeah. And then down there, like, I, I wanted it to be a place where I would work out. Uh-huh. I know a lot of gym owners that don't work out in their gym. And I, I get it. You, know, you want to be away from it sometimes because there's a lot of distractions. But for the most part, like I'm wanting this to be a place where I want to be too. Yeah. People can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so the build out, it was just like, the weekend before I got the keys, um, I had planned to go to Sacramento. So on the way to Sacramento, I was on rogue.com on my phone, ordering everything like a $10,000 order or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I made some ordering mistakes because I was on my phone. I ordered like 46 ad mats when I meant to order four. Had to do, had to call them and, and exchange it. Um, I, I just kept it simple yeah. and I didn't want to overspend because I knew I can always add more. So I was going to get a rig um, and eventually I might do that but for the time being, three squat racks at... <laughs> I don't know, like three hundred dollars, whatever they were, was a much better choice. Yeah, um, was the rig set a thousand, two thousand bucks? Yeah, so I, I had to make a lot of calls like that, and I talked to um, a few gym owners. Uh, James at CrossFit Burlingame helped me. A few people that I follow online who are really into gym gear. Yeah, uh, I messaged some people there, got some really good advice. It just like it, their advice was like. You know the difference of like the highest quality barbell, but nobody else really cares. Exactly. Yeah. So get what's good, but you don't need like top of the line Olympic quality equipment for the most part. Just get some quality stuff. Yeah. Make it look good. Keep it open and simple if you're doing a group group model. Yeah. Um, Because you want to be able to open space, move things in and out. Yeah. That's the one thing I like about those racks that you have out there. They're mobile. Right. Versus if you put a rig set in there, that's taking up space. It's just there all the time. It's in your way at times, depending on what you do. Now, you you have the mobility. Like, I came in today and things were different than the last time I've been here. Right. So, it's cool. Uh, It's it's a lot of trial and error, though, man. Um, Driving to Half Moon Bay to a barn barn store to buy the mats. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Renting a U-Haul. Buying some stuff off of an auction of a closed gym in Oakland, which is kind of creepy to walk through, like a gym that had tried and failed, and now I was picking up some of their equipment to use. Yeah. Like, that day I was like, damn, I never want to be on the other end of this transaction. Uh Uh, But it was a good experience, man. Like, it was, it's human. Like, I could still fail. Definitely. So, it it kind of kept me humble. Like, I haven't done anything yet. Yeah. But... I just want to keep it simple, man. I, I did steal a lot from the CrossFit space. Of course. I like the minimalist approach that, that they take. Like you could do most things with a barbell. I agree. Uh, and dumbbells. Yeah. And some kettlebells. A lot of machines. Like, yeah, it just takes up space. It does. Yeah. And honestly, there's so many things you could utilize outside of that. Right. You know, and it's so much more money and like you said, space. Yeah. Not unnecessary. Yeah. Um, what are some things you might have done different maybe in the first eight months? That's a good question. Um, damn, that's a good question. Yeah. Give me a second there. No worries. Do you think you did well with as far as spending for equipment? Did you over-purchase? Did you under-purchase maybe? I think that went 
okay. Yeah. Like, based on what... I, I, I did okay. I did okay there. I know what a lot of other people have spent, and I was way, 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 way under that. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Because I, I I I've talked to a few others. They're spending like forty to 45000 in equipment. Yeah. Some even spend more. I don't know. I'm some person where I don't like every mistake that I make. There's been a ton. Like yeah. there's been a ton of mistakes. I just look at it as, as a learning experience. Like if I didn't make that mistake, I wouldn't learn. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Uh, retention early on and having a more organized program would have been better. Okay. For retaining the first twenty to twenty five people. Yeah. And making their experience better. Yeah. Um, but you know that helped me carve out the more detailed organized process um, that I have today. I think it works really well. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really have any like, huge glaring mistakes. Yeah. That I can think of really. I don't know. I might, I might have to get back to you on that. Definitely. But all the mistakes that I've made have led to like, better stuff. So Good. I'm not too concerned with it. I, I tend not to dwell. I just, if I can't control it, I just, you know, I made the mistake. What are you going to do now? Learn, keep stepping. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to teach people too. If you, you screwed up and had a cheat day when it was supposed to be a cheat meal and it bled into the next day of the weekend, it's fine. Just, yeah. just do better on your next meal. That's, sure. all, that's all you could do. Um, so what are some goals like going into the end of the year that you have for yourself that you'd like to see from this gym or maybe from Angelo? Yeah. Or I think you- we put ourselves in a good position to really grow the membership hopefully up to that 50 number okay um, based on the we have processes now like I have a checklist for on, onboarding people it's a more seamless process and less like labor intensive for me yeah so when somebody comes in I can more easily get them into their first assessment one-on-one get them into the second two assessments that happen within the group send them the proper resources such as like what shoes do you need for what lifts yeah and if you're running jumping what are the best shoes if you're deadlifting squatting if you're doing olympic lifting i send them a resource for that mm-hmm. uh, i send them a resource an article about our culture um, a resource about eating recipes and sleep you come in you get all that bang 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 so there's a lot of value out up front yeah and they understand what they're getting into right, right. this is an education like this isn't just coming in and working out right because everybody does that and nobody gets the results because they're not doing the stuff outside of the gym so we want to take a different approach uh-huh. and I communicate that so much better now. So I really think we're ready like logistically to grow more. Yeah. Um, adding more classes would be awesome as well because that's just added convenience for people, more opportunities to work as our busy lives change throughout the week. Definitely. And that'll come with more members. So more members, more opportunities for people to get in here, more resources if I could afford to, Hire somebody to do a seminar on something like niche, like kettlebells, or we can host an Olympic weightlifting seminar for people who are curious about that or that want to advance their their needs. Yeah. And yoga, mobility, anything in between. Definitely. Um, But I think we're primed for that now. As we're three to four months ago, we weren't primed. Yeah. Yeah. We could have made it work. Yeah. But now it's like... It'd been rough. Yeah. Now there's a process and... Like the days of me being a banking assistant manager or the processes I had to create around auditing a bank, like those skills are starting to reflect here. Yeah. So it's, it's working well now. It's a well-oiled machine. For 
For sure. So what have you taken now that you've worked from the bank and then from here, what have you taken from the bank and applied it here then in the fitness room? Just the fact that it's, it's really not about the workouts, man. No. It's just about the relationships. Yeah. I, I had to fake it early on in banking to be successful. Like they gave you these questions to ask to learn about people's outside. It was an acronym. But basically you need to know somebody's outside interests. You need to know about what their career ambitions are, their family. And it was like, were they vacation in banking? Yeah. And you start with that and you don't understand why you're doing it. But as you start to talk to people and they start talking about like their kid who's going to school and he's struggling in math. Uh, and he's an athlete and he needs to make grades to, to play. You know, all this human stuff starts to come into those conversations uh-huh. at the bank as you're trying to court them to bring their, their life savings over to your account. And it starts to click like, oh, there's a reason why. Yeah. And then naturally, like, I want to help people. So I got really into the mortgage side when I was in banking because you're helping people get into a home lower the rate and say $500 a month and it's really truly helping people where some of the other sales like a checking account is the same at every single bank yeah. it holds your money it gives you a card you go go use it yeah but the mortgage relationship and that process is really tricky to navigate and you have to know how to like set expectations and deliver a good product while actually caring about these people yeah so i think that translated really well here and then me practicing in a realm that I, I grew to care for. And then now bringing it here where I genuinely and truly care about that more than almost anything else in the world. It was really good practice. Like that real relationship building that I didn't know I was doing in the beginning. Yeah. That, that is one thing I've noticed too. I mean, working with you for six months, seeing how you communicate with your clients, yeah. you do get really involved with their lives and stuff. Right? Yeah. And I, I really you know, admire that about you because a lot of trainers don't take the time to do that. You know, they'll BS during the session and then that's it, you know. Uh, unlike you, you obviously care through the session and away from the session as well too, which clearly is working out for you as a gym grows and everything. Thanks, man. Um, what's, what's something to expect if I was to sign up at Origin today? Uh, what, should I, what should I expect versus if I was to go sign up at another gym? What's going to be my, the biggest difference for me probably? Or just any member, I guess. Yeah. I think day one, people really feel a difference when we sit down. Um, just by asking about what's important to you in life. Yeah. And some people are really good with that and they know. And other people, it's like... I don't know. Like, what is important? Hold on. What, why are you asking me that? Yeah. <laughs> Just prioritizing. I, I tell people once I have the hard data from our assessments, um, like your knee, ankle, hip mobility, and then the soft data from understanding you're a mother of two that's looking to get back into the workforce to establish, to reestablish your identity because you've been taking care of your kids for the first eight years of their life. Right. And now you're like, you're ready to take control of your fitness, your health and get back to working. Right. Cause right. you want to be like a, a part of that again and kind of re reform your identity. Not as just a mom, but someone who's like cares about her own health and, and things like that. Or like someone who's a, t- a young 20 year old that's, you know, all my friends are buying houses and buying cars and getting married. And I'm here stuck at this job that I don't like. Yeah. You know, understanding those things about people, I think is the most important thing before I can help them 
achieve anything in fitness. Yeah. Because it, like when when that person walks in and it looks like they're having a crummy day, we kind of know what might be behind that. Yeah. And instead of labeling that person like, oh, you know, yeah. so-and-so is being, you know, a lazy ass today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wonder, you know, you think like, wonder what's going on. Like we had that talk and he or she was struggling with this. Maybe it's that. Let's, let's talk to them. Like what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of crying happens on the first day Okay. <laughs> where you're sitting, like a lot of crying happens that day. Yeah. And, uh, that's something I didn't expect at all. But as I've created this process where it's like, what's important to you? Um, what is your purpose for the gym? How's this going to affect those things? And then just super simple. Like, what do you need to do? Yeah. I ne- I, I've hardly ever prescribed anybody, anything. It's just getting the answers out. Like, what, what's the one thing you need to add to your life? Two meal prep days. Cool. What's the one thing you need to take away? Uh, negative people. Yeah. I've, I've, I've written people's names on that board. Yeah, yeah. Like I got to get rid of my coworker who like can't wait till it's Friday when it's Monday. Cause that gives me a, you know, a bad vibe. Yeah. Uh, or like, I just need to get rid of, um, sugar, like eat artificial sugar. Right. Um, again, I don't remember the question, but the difference, the difference yeah, between the, difference. the two. Um, I just hope that you you feel that people care more. Yeah. Someone that's really invested in your progress inside the gym and outside the gym. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. I think that's about it, man. Just doing right by by the client, by the member, and um, remembering that I need to enjoy this and enjoy life to be the best coach. Yeah. Um, which has been a struggle and balance. The life stuff in here, boo-boo. But um starting to find it and... I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, man. I'm not content, uh, but I'm happy with how things are going and the progress I've seen people make here. Definitely. Um, any more questions for me? No, man. You've been super helpful. I've enjoyed this. Nice. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, this is always fun, man. For sure. Where can people find Albert Squires? Social media, websites? Uh, website, squiresfit.com. Um, social media, Bear Claws, B A R 3. C-L-A-W-Z. I'll put a, a link in the, yeah, <laughs> the bio. In it's a but. little confusing. Um, and then uh, Albert, Squ- Albert D. Squires on Facebook. You can find me Squires Fitness. Also my fitness page on there and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm over here in San Mateo. Hanging out. Cool, man. People. Well, now you got some eyes on you watching uh, what you're going to do for your next move. Yeah, so for sure. we're looking forward to seeing your progress. Definitely. Thanks, Ari. All right, brother.